Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Adam McKelvey, Brewers.com, MLB.com. Joining us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We heard from David Stearns. We're going to talk to Adam. I want to talk to you guys about the trade deadline stuff, which we'll get into with Adam in a minute as David Stearns again talking yesterday. But regarding this game, I just I thought that that was a very un-Craig Council-like thing to say. It's it's David's inning. We're going to give David that inning. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. reading too much into it, but it just didn't sound like Craig to me. No, no, it, it didn't sound like – it didn't sound like expanded rosters, Craig Council, at all. Um, a couple of things, though. One, he has been clear that that this season, I think is how he said it, they envision using, using Hader more for one inning stints. I think that has to do with who they have behind him, that they have, you know, Phelps has been as good as you can possibly be as a relief pitcher. And so has Devin Williams. And, you know, Brent Suter has not been as great this year, but he's also been, you know, pretty useful as a sixth, seventh inning type uh, role. So they have really good options next to Josh Hader. And the other thing, I think they're just really nervous about the quick ramp up. Um, you know, Josh, Hader, we've been through this many times, Bart, that Josh Hader, you know, he just, the bounce back with Hader is not the same as it is with other pitchers. And I think that there is concern about the fact that everything got ramped up so quickly. It just, he just didn't have the time to get the foundation under him that a pitcher would get during a normal spring training. And I think they're trying to be somewhat protective and not go for these two-inning, 50-pitch stints. And that has something to do. And I think there's evidence of that, Bart, when you look at the velocities. I wrote last week about how his, his results are, are, like, impossibly good. But the velo is not what it was last season. And I think maybe that's a sign that he's just not quite physically where he would be had he had a full comp, you know, six weeks to, to ramp back up. And I, I think those factors combined led to this sort of uncraig council like statement about how that was going to be Phelps's in it. I think that, you know, this season has been very difficult for a lot of these guys, obviously with all the challenges and how different it is. There was a picture that we used to kind of showcase the game on all of our social media when promoting the post game show yesterday of, Council just kind of having his head in his hand. It just—it seemed like a a perfect picture for the moment. I just feel like this season is—it just seems to be weighing on him and and all of these guys. Like more than ever, I would imagine they know. Like he's having conversations. You know, Brock Holt to to DFA him, and Brock's 
had a tough decision. You know, he, he's got to play to keep his career going, but also his wife is at home pregnant and he's got a young child. It just seems like there's a lot of people that are thinking about the families and you have to. I just I feel like this is grading on council a little bit. Well, I, I agree with you that this is, I think, more difficult than people understand because of the family concerns. Um, but I will also say, I would say that the, maybe that's 20% of it, and the other 80% is they're not hitting. And the worst thing in baseball is a team that's not hitting because they look like they don't care. And, you know, look, again, I, I can't I, – <laughs> I promise you they care. And I promise you that everybody thinks that this sucks, um, that they just got swept by the pirates and they don't want to, they don't want to lose these games. They are, they're here. They're, you know, traveling in the midst of a pandemic. They might as well try to win. And I think they are trying to win, but when you're not hitting, you look lackadaisical, you look sloppy a ball like, you know, that gets through Arcia in the early innings yesterday looks lazy. Everything looks bad. The manager has his head in his hand. All of that stuff happens when you're not hitting. And the cure for it is a week where you really hit. And they're coming home now to Miller Park. They've been bad at Miller Park in this, you know, eight games, two and six. Um, a, a life, a, a lively homestand get, you know, string together some big innings, which they've done at times, just not enough of them, I think will change, can change the whole outlook. And that's the whole thing. And David Phelps said this yesterday. In this condensed season, the bad is magnified, but the good can also be magnified. Where you put you put together a good four-game series against a Reds team where the fans are just as down as Brewers fans are right now about the Brewers, um, put together a good four games, and the whole outlook changes. I think the good can be you know, 2.7 times as magnified as well. The Brewers just haven't been able to string games like that together. You know, as we talked to Adam McKelvey here, Brewers.com, MLB.com, uh, we've talked when the Brewers were 11-15 and 15 before, but that was in the third week of April with the trade deadline yeah. months away. And now here it is next week. I still, the trade deadline, they're trying to keep everybody quarantined and everybody in their own little bubbles. I just, I have a hard time... A guy's going to get traded from a team to team, and yeah. he's just on their team. He doesn't have to like quarantine or anything. It just, I just, don't know. It just seems yeah. unsafe. It 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 does, and it it it's it's one of the inconsistencies of many in this whole thing, right? That you know they're they're masking and separated in the dugout, and they're taking all these extreme steps. They're they're eating lunch up on the concourse. They're doing everything they possibly can, and then they're all getting on an airplane. You know, I mean, it's there's inconsistencies. You try to be as uh, you try to to have as many protocols in place as possible to prevent the thing from getting in your door, um, and then you take steps if it does get in your door to try to keep it to the individuals that have tested positive and not and not spread. But then there are instances like this where it's it, it, you know it's not perfect. And I, 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 my understanding is that if a guy gets traded, he, he just goes to his team. There's not like a week quarantine or anything like that because a week is uh, a quarter of the time that you've acquired him for. So you can't sit out a week. It's, it is, it is strange. It is inconsistent. It is somewhat illogical. Uh, but that is just the way it is, I guess.
You know, with the trade deadline being uh, next week, and I might I, I might even ask you the same thing next Monday, is it even worth it for any of these teams? Even yeah. if the Brewers are buying or selling, is it is it even worth it to to make a trade for a month? It's a great question, and it's a question that these GMs are all wrestling with. And it's making a trade, um, like say you're getting somebody who is, uh, like typically a lot of the guys traded are free agents to be, right? Drew Pomerantz was a great pickup for the Brewers last year who was a free agent to be. Well, you know, if you're trading that guy, you get him for one month, and you're acquiring theoretically a prospect in return, uh, that you haven't had scouts have eyes on. You're relying on some video exchange that some clubs reportedly are taking part in or past scouting reports from previous seasons. So there's risk like on both sides of this thing in order to make a trade. And it makes it, I think, really difficult to make trades. There are many factors that make it really difficult. The other one I think is a big one is who are the sellers? Like, where are the Brewers last year found a seller in the San Francisco Giants and they made that that deal? Um, who, who are this year's San Francisco Giants? Maybe the Giants are one of them, but I mean the Marlins are pretty good. They're looking reportedly to add. Uh, the Orioles are pretty good. Um, you know, you've got every with sixteen playoff teams. Everybody is in it, and probably everybody's looking to make kind of a low risk trade to bring in some fresh blood to their team. And and when everybody is looking to do that, it makes it hard to make a trade. And it's why what David Stern said yesterday, he believes the most likely trades are going to be major league for major league, where it's a trade like that Padres trade that he made last, um, no last Thanksgiving, which hasn't worked out for the Brewers so far, admittedly. And we asked him about that yesterday and, and it's in, um, my story about the trade deadline on brewers.com. But, you know, it's it's de- you, you'll have to try to deal from an area of depth on one team for an area of depth on the other team in order for each club to get what they want. And those trades can happen. They're certainly possible. And they have happened before at the deadline. But they are, you know, they're tricky in their own way. So for all of those many reasons, it's going to be really hard to make trades. And nobody knows what to expect. It's 3 p.m. our time one week from today, and absolutely nobody knows what it's going to look like. Yeah, and it's hard to even guess. You know, you've got yeah. you got a lot of teams like the Brewers, so Brewers the one are thing let, I'll, I'll we'll go say, ahead. But yeah. The one thing I'll say is he, David Stearns did say there was a lot of chatter. So that's good because that's changed from a couple of weeks ago where the GMs were all just focused on getting their teams on the field, keeping their teams on the field amid COVID. Now at least uh, the the Talks of trades have begun, and and talks plus deadline usually equals action. You know, they're a couple of games out from the second place spot, which gets them in gets them in the playoffs this year. They're still, you know, they're not too far behind if you take a look at the whole division. Even, you know, I don't know what we expect this week. They got four against the Reds, and they play the Pirates again. You would expect them to still be within some sort of striking distance. If not, maybe they have a good week and they're back in. If the playoffs ended today, they'd be one of the top eight seeds. But yeah, you're right. I mean, who is going to sell? I think if you're the Brewers, you got to look at like, can we win a World Series? And for a lot of different reasons, even in a in a flunky year where it's just just does not seem like a World Series team to me. I know a lot of people are watching these games, having less fun watching these games, and that could go back to the lack of hitting. But it just it seems like the talent from a year ago to this year is is quite a gap. 
I, I really believe that a lot of it has to do with the hitting part because you look at the, the San Diego Padres and they are certainly having fun and their fans are certainly having fun, even though they can't be in the stands right now. And it's because they're hitting, they're hitting all these grand slams. Yeah. Um, and look, the Brewers here, they have their longest home stand, 10 games. They traditionally have been a very good team at home. Um, and as far as the trade deadline, who knows what they'll do. They need the guys that they have to hit a little bit. And they don't need to be Yasmani Grandal or Mike Moustakis. They don't need to get 30 home runs from third base. They're not going to get it in a 60-game season regardless. But they, they can't have everybody on the roster below their career norms. That's you know People can say, well, this is a failure of David Stearns to build a team and they went cheap. Those are fair criticisms after they let some pretty good free agents go. But you also have to recognize that the players they have have track records. These are not like unproven guys that you have no idea what you're going to get and you're rolling the dice. These are players with significant track records and to, almost to a man. They're all hitting remarkably under those norms. So that's not sustainable. The question is, can, just the, the, can, it, can the numbers catch up uh, in a, a short 60-game season? And I, I don't know the answer to that, but part of the solution for this team might just be these guys just performing better. The, the players they have performing even even average for their career would would make this a, a, a somewhat formidable team because I don't think uh, a lot of clubs would want to face the Brewers in the postseason if they're hitting a tiny little bit because they've they've got some answers for you on the pitching side. I mean, they've got some encouraging things happening. Um, you know, obviously this pirate series was not a, a good example of that. Yesterday was the first game they blew after the sixth inning. They were nine and zero, oh, and and yesterday was the first one they blew. So they've got some good arms at the back end. They've got some really good answers in the middle of games with Freddie Peralta and maybe Corbin Burns in a postseason series. And they've got you know a guy like Brandon Woodruff at the front, you know, who's who's furious at himself on the road trip when he gets into a jam in the fifth inning and gives up a couple of runs. I mean. He's in a good place when he's so mad at himself over a game that really wasn't a blow-up game. So on the pitching side, they're, they're not a team that I think a lot of clubs would want to see in a postseason series. But in order to get there, you got to just you got to hit a little bit. you got to score more than four runs. Um, and you got to score in the first couple of innings every now and then and give your pitchers a chance to take a breath. Yeah, always playing from behind. It does take a toll on you eventually, Adam McKelvey. And I and I think Bart, that's another thing that's weighing on fans is yeah. they're behind all the time. They're not hitting, and they're behind all the time. And it it is, you know, I can imagine it's probably not all that much fun to watch. But look again, the David Phelps rule: everything's magnified, and that's not just the bad stuff. A good a good week here at home. Maybe it. Maybe we're sitting here Monday, and it's a different conversation. Another thing weighing on fans is uh, those that bought a cardboard cutout in the 400 level, like me, haven't seen their cardboard cutout on TV yet. So I just. Uh... Well, if that is the concern, then <laughs> I would say we're all in a pretty good shape as a nation. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> That's a very minor concern. I do want to just because you know combing through some of the mentions about. You know the post game shows we have over the weekend, and and a common, a common thing that I've seen from fans is to go back to Josh Hader. If we're not going to use Josh Hader like we used to, why don't we just trade him? 
Would there be any yeah. possibility that the Brewers move Josh Hader? Well, we I don't I didn't even see the story on the site. I didn't look closely enough, but we had to do uh, we each submitted one bold prediction per team and and mine was, you know, trade Josh Hader. And I said I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, there's an argument for it, I think. He's uh, you know, he had that contentious arbitration case which he won, so he's at, at prorated 4.1 million. That salary is going to go up next year. They're never they, go up ne- the year after that they don't the year want to pay that. him. They're never going to pay him. Ever. I don't ever well, think they want to pay him. Because, but, but, I mean, do you want to sign him to a five-year deal? Are you confident that no. the velocity that you're seeing this year is not a sign of something coming? And, you know, there's risk involved with every reliever. And I would say there's risk involved with uh, more risk involved with max effort relievers. And I would say Josh Hader is a max effort reliever. And, you know, he's built different, again, than other relievers. And he's also the best reliever, in terms of strikeouts, the best reliever ever the highest strikeout related in the history of the sport. So he's unique in so many different ways. And um, look, it's not a crazy thought because is his value ever going to be higher? Again, I don't think they're going to do it. I think he's such a weapon and he's still relatively cost controlled for three more years after this one. And it's such a luxury to have him to build around in your pen, but it's not an insane idea to wonder what you might be able to get for him. Like, could the Brewers finally solve first base? Um, could the Brewers, you know, finally find something long-term at third base? Probably for Josh Hader. And that would open you up to trading with anybody. A, a team that's in win-now mode um, would love to have Josh Hader at the back of their bullpen. So it's intriguing to think about the possibilities. Again, I, I just I don't think it's likely, but it's not impossible. Hey, not to eat up your whole morning, but do you like now that you're, like, not on the road – do you like have, uh, having to watch angling buzz during a rain delay? <laughs> no, you know what? I was watching the Sunday <laughs> political shows yesterday during the rain delay. I had them all TiVo'd, <laughs> and um, I don't know which is better, fishing or uh, political shows, but I actually, I actually missed the first three batters of the game because I didn't see any kind of alert that the game had started. Uh, so if somebody could fill me in on how Yelich guy, I think he walked. Um it's yeah, this is not great. I mean, I miss being at the ballpark and it's so like the players are having a hard time getting up. Right. I mean, like they're having to actively like work to get up for these games and create this energy. It's the same for us covering these games. I don't know, Bart, if it's the same for you on the pre and post when you've done them, like it's, you have to like generate a little bit of like enthusiasm because it's all weird. So I'm certainly looking forward to, well, I'm looking forward to the homestand getting out there again, but even more looking forward to getting back to some semblance of normal where there's a real buzz in the park and there's fans in the stands and it feels like an event. That's, that's what's missing this year. Adam, appreciate your time. We will see you at the park uh, eventually. Yep. Sounds good. See you, Bart. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.